0: I hope you've had a joyful week. Welcome back to the Live Curious, Die Wild podcast. I'm your host, Atlas Mari. Every Saturday, we discuss a topic related to intentional living in order to help you stop cruising on autopilot and start taking the wheel. You deserve to fiercely and joyfully live your dreams with courage, self-confidence, and an abundance mindset. So grab a cup of coffee, matcha, tea, or lemon water, and let's go. At the end of episode 20, I asked you to consider a quote about why people ghost. Here is that quote from Samantha Burns, who is known as the millennial love expert. She is a relationship counselor, dating coach, and author of the free ebook, 10 Tips for Successful Love. In her article, What You're Really Saying When You Ghost Someone, appearing on the Good Men Project website, she writes, though daters claim they ghost to avoid hurting someone's feelings, we do it because it makes us feel less awkward and uncomfortable. It's really not about taking the other person's feelings into account at all. In today's episode, part four of our relationship series, Why People Ghost and the Dark Triad Traits, we'll explore the top reasons why people ghost, the three personality traits that make some people more prone to ghosting, how you might feel if you're ghosted, and what to do next. So what is ghosting? Ghosting is when a person disappears from someone's life by suddenly terminating all contact and communication. It could be with a friend, romantic partner, or family member. Often it appears to happen without any clear reason or warning. Although if you've been ghosted, as you reflect on the relationship, you will more than likely discover that you have overlooked or disregarded red flags that pointed to other problems in the relationship. Today, ghosting is on the rise. Although ghosting predated technology, many experts suggest that ghosting has increased significantly because being able to simply message, or in the case of a ghoster, not message, someone dehumanizes the other person. The ghoster doesn't have to make eye contact and see a person's reactions to their words and behaviors. This makes it easy for the ghoster to denounce responsibility for their actions. However, Interestingly, some ghosters have admitted that even years later, they are riddled with guilt and shame when they realize how others may feel when ghosted, or perhaps after they themselves experience a painful ghosting. So how many people are affected by ghosting? Well, in a 2020 Hinge survey, the dating app found that 91% of users had been ghosted at least once. Meanwhile, the dating site Plenty of Fish revealed that 80% of singles had been ghosted. While those percentages reflect ghosting numbers in romantic relationships, ghosting in friendships is also common. In another survey, approximately 39% of people said that they had been ghosted by a friend. What are the top reasons people ghost? If you ask a ghoster why they ghosted, most will say they wanted to avoid hurting the other person's feelings. But as we've heard from Sarah Burns, most people really ghost because, quote, it makes us feel less awkward and uncomfortable. It's really not about taking the other person's feelings into account at all, end quote. However, ghosting reveals an emotionally immature, individual. When a ghoster stealthily sneaks out of a relationship, they demonstrate that they lack the capacity and the determination to put in the effort that it takes to sustain any positive and enduring relationship. According to Karen Ruskin, doctor of psychology and a relationship and human behavior expert in Arizona, quote, they don't want to confront what it is that they're feeling or they're experiencing. It's too hard for them. Ruskin continues, quote, ghosting allows for an avoidance of conflicts, an avoidance of explanation and self-introspection, end quote. So the ghoster evades accepting that the other person is deserving of empathy, honesty, and kindness. As Ruskin points out, if you want a healthy relationship, you need two partners who have solid communication skills. What are the three personality traits that make some people more prone to ghosting research has found that people with the dark triad traits are more likely to ghost than your average person. The dark triad includes narcissism, Machiavellianism and psychopathy. It's worth examining on your own. If the person who ghosted you shares a number of the traits associated with any of these personality types, What they all have in common is a lack of empathy, a more self-serving approach to life, and less concern for how their actions affect others. They are called dark as they tend to act in the shadows in a stealthier, more manipulative way. How might you feel if you're ghosted? Well, first of all, as discussed in the previous episode, episode 20, people who can't accept responsibility, when people can't accept responsibility for their actions, it's never your fault. Ghosting is another way that people decide not to take responsibility for their feelings and to escape doing the hard work required to communicate their feelings with you and to grow. Ghosting is a betrayal of trust and mutual respect in multiple surveys, an average of more than 70% of people who had been ghosted said that it would be less painful and offer them more closure. If someone would simply call them or speak to them in person and be straightforward about their feelings, most people will feel a mix of negative emotions. These might include lower self-confidence, depression, anger, anxiety, self-blame, insecurity, or fear of abandonment. In addition, you may find it difficult to sleep or to concentrate or lose interest in hobbies, eating, or even hanging out with friends. It really varies from person to person. But although these are some heavy potential outcomes of being ghosted, following the steps at the end of this episode, being aware of red flags, checking in with your own feelings, and understanding that you are not to blame at all all ever, is the key to being secure in yourself if this happens again in the future. So what can you do if you've been ghosted? The great news, you can move on. It should be immediately clear that someone who ghosts you is not a person you want to be in any kind of relationship with. Ghosters lack self-confidence, a sense of personal responsibility, and respect for others. Now, you can turn the focus on yourself. Rather than focusing on the red flags you let slide and the doubts you had about trusting them, it's time to rebuild your own self-confidence. Take these three steps. First, evaluate your own life. How did being ghosted highlight or shift your beliefs about yourself? How surprised were you really? Had you denied clues or red flags that the person was capable of this? Have you allowed self-doubt to take hold after being ghosted? Do you doubt your self-worth? Number two. Second, take steps to improve the areas of your life that you can control. Now that you've evaluated your life, Tackle areas that you can control. For example, create a cozier home environment, work out, eat healthier, cultivate the supportive relationships in your life, or manage your finances. Taking action in areas of your life that you can change will make you feel more in control and boost your self-esteem. Remember, You were not the person lacking communication skills, kindness, and compassion. Do not hold yourself accountable for someone else's inability to accept responsibility for their own feelings and actions. And number three, reframe your story. Allow yourself to reframe the story of your relationship with this person who ghosted you. Ghosting is dishonorable. It will lead to an inability for the ghoster to build healthy, trusting relationships in the future if they allow ghosting to become a pattern. Ghosters avoid facing their own feelings and developing the skills to communicate in a mature relationship. Whatever concept of this person that you had, it was not 100% realistic. So do your best to look at the story that you created of your relationship with the ghoster more accurately. Answer the following three sets of questions truthfully. Number one, were there red flags that you chose to overlook? Did the ghoster often misinterpret your good intentions? Did they say something hurtful, then backpedal? Did they get upset when you asked for clarification? Number two, How did you feel around this person? I mean, in your body, often emotions express themselves in your body first, like tight shoulders and shallow breathing may indicate nervousness or anxiety and may cause you to limit your sense of freedom to express yourself. Being able to identify these sensations in your body can help you tune in more quickly to your thoughts and feelings. And finally, How did you feel when you left them? Were you energized or feeling depleted? Did you place something they said over in your head because you were uncertain what they meant? Did you often feel doubtful about where you stood with them? A few final words. It's on them. The ghoster has done you a favor by not stringing you along. You've evaluated your life begun doing things in areas that you can't control and reflected on how you may have sugarcoated the relationships, perhaps creating an unrealistic story about the ghoster and your relationship. But by this point, allow yourself to accept that in all actuality, you probably would have eventually ended the relationship with the ghoster yourself. Healthy relationships of all kinds are built on mutual accountability between mature people with a willingness to communicate honestly and openly. If you cannot envision how this relationship with the ghoster could possibly ever become a healthy relationship, then let it go. Thank the universe for the lesson because you've put in the hard work to strengthen your confidence and assess the dynamics of your relationship. Let it go. In the words of Ariana Grande, thank you. Next. The next episode, Boosting Your Confidence, will examine easy and fun ways to bolster your confidence. I'd like to leave you with a quote to consider from Dorothy M. Nettermeyer, PhD an internationally recognized authority on bridging science, spirit, and human potential. She says, life is 10% what you experience and 90% how you respond to it. We'll revisit that idea in episode 22. Thank you for listening today. I hope you're feeling more confident and courageous to live your dream life. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends and networks and subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite listening channel. You can follow me on Instagram at Atlas Amari and click the Amazon link in the podcast description to purchase my book, I Am Not Lost. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I look forward to sharing more episodes with you.